Hi, and welcome to Ray and Sarah on the Road. Uh, we hope you're all well, and uh, welcome to our podcast. And this is where we're going to update everybody with what's been happening in the Philippines, but also uh, what's happening with life and ministry and all that kind of stuff. So we're excited to be able to update everybody with what's been happening over this past month or so and uh, what a month it's been for sure and so um, we've got a lot to kind of uh, we've got a lot to tell everybody and so if you've not heard um, a latest update at all then this is going to be news to you so we've been in the Philippines for around three and a half years and uh, as you know uh, through our previous updates God has been doing an awful lot Uh, in our community with the church, but also in the form of outreach um, in the lives of those who are living in our community. Now, we've reached a point, um, we reached a point recently where we knew that actually it was time to return to the UK. Um, you know, going from our last newsletter where I announced that we would be moving back to the UK, we have done that. We are now back in the UK now. So uh, this is an update from the UK. It's no longer from the Philippines, but it is an update from uh, England. So uh, from our, our last newsletter and our last podcast, as you know, we were making plans and we had decided that we would be returning to the UK. Um, obviously, there's a lot of logistics involved in moving your family from one side of the earth to the other. There is also a lot of logistics involved when you've had a home for the last three and a half years. Now, um, as anyone knows, if you've got a house, if you live in a if you live in a home anywhere in the world, you're going to have stuff. <laughs> and you do. You accumulate stuff, whether you want to or not, plan to or not. Um, you always accumulate stuff. And so we spent about a month, uh, just over a month, month, month and a half, getting rid of stuff. And uh, that was a big journey for us. And you always reach a point where you know you've got to leave, but you don't realize how much is involved in leaving. Now, we've already done the leaving part before. We've moved from England to the Philippines, and so we were aware of how much stuff we needed to get rid of um, in the UK. And so we've done the journey before, but again, you always kind of forget when you're looking at four suitcases and you're thinking, okay, my life and the life of my family has got to fit in to those suitcases. And uh, so that kind of puts you on a journey where you then have to practice packing again and again and again and again. And that's what we did. So for the month and a half that we were that we had from when we booked the flights to actually flying, it was a case of, all right, well, let's pretend we're packing to leave right now. And so we laid out all the suitcases and we knew that actually that we would not be able to obviously take everything So we packed what we thought we could um, and then weighed everything and saw that everything was way too much. So we then had to rethink about it again and again and again. So, you know, as you can imagine, there's a lot of logistics involved with leaving your home. Um, there's a lot of logistics involved in leaving the country. And, uh, you know, uh, from things like visas, uh, that was a chore and a half, that one, um, 
the visa situation was crazy. So we had um, put in our, uh, well, I put, I went to the lawyer's office in February um, of this year to hand in Sarah's passport because they needed her, it was a new passport, so she needed her visa transferred into the new passport. And also Penelope's passport was handed over as well because uh, Penelope, um, where she has only just been born, so she only had a tourist visa when she landed, which mean which meant that we had to put her as an addition onto our missionary visa. Now, what I didn't realize is that the lawyer's office had decided not to do anything with those passports until May. Um, so they had February, March, April, May. Um, they hadn't done anything. So they all they had done is communicated with the immigration office because the immigration office kept closing and opening because of COVID. So we had really no idea what was going on with our visa. Now, bear in mind, uh, our missionary visa extension application was due in May uh, and it expired in July. Our visa did not get applied for until August. So from, from, from February till August, the lawyer's office had all of our passports, all of our paperwork and everything. And, and we could do nothing about it. And so everything had been handed in and uh, we were just waiting and waiting and waiting to see what was happening. And in the end, after the immigration office kept changing their mind about what they wanted, uh, we had already decided that we were leaving the country at that point. So we said, okay, just pull everything out, get everything out of the immigration office and uh, let's settle everything that we can. And then once we did that, it was a case of applying for a uh, ECC or an exit permit because we'd been in the country for a, a longer than six months. And not only that, we had to downgrade our visa from uh, missionary status to tourist status. That way we wouldn't have a big fee uh, when leaving the country. So all that stuff was done um, and it was a case of, all right, well, we've got all the paperwork now. We finally got our uh, you know, passports back, everything was back and everything was together. And then we're looking at, all right, well, what's next? We've got the flights booked. That's good. We've got mountains of stuff that we need to get rid of. So that was our biggest thing. So we're getting rid of everything that we didn't need. So we went through everything, you know, gave a big bunch of stuff away and uh, really began to condense our lives again down to four suitcases. Um, and that really puts, first of all, things into perspective about stuff that you that are important to you. You, you. you come up, you know, all this stuff that you have gained over these last few years. And there's things that are sentimental. There's things that are necessary. There are things that are unnecessary. And you have to really begin to sift through what you think is um, needed. You know, you have to really crunch down and really go be harsh about it all and say okay do we need to take this yes or no no and then you kind of goes to one side and then you go through I mean anyone who's done any traveling will know what I'm talking about but this is when you really move your life from one side of the earth or when you when you really move your life around you really always come down to a point of knowing the difference between what you want and what you need what you like what is necessary and what is unnecessary 
And then you reach a point after you've done those things, you reach a point of sacrifice, which is where you really begin to give up those sentimental things that you know you would really want to bring with you, but you can't. Uh, Things that you've had for a long time that you think are Uh, They're nice. I love this. I really would like to keep it, but I just can't. Um, And so that then begins to take a back seat as well. So you're going through this transition of not only dealing with legal stuff, not only dealing with logistical stuff, with moving, um, preparing England, because obviously we had to um, make plans for entering back into the country. We had to organize transport. We had to organize a place to stay. All that stuff was, you know, part of the to-do list. So then we're reaching this point where we're now talking as a family. Isaac's got toys that he just couldn't bring. And all of this stuff was important to him. I mean, you think of children's toys, you think, well, what's the big deal? It's toys. But these are his things. These are important to him. And this was a, uh, you know, as a family, this was a huge sacrifice for us having to give away things that we we loved or we liked or wanted to keep and you know we did this the first time we so this wasn't a strange thing for us and we've done it you know a few times in between but this was a brand new experience for Isaac him being five years old is now understanding everything that's going on understanding the process understanding the transition understanding all the emotion that's involved and the gravity of the decision that we are making knowing that we're leaving because he'd been in the Philippines since he was a a year and a half old. So everything he remembers is in the Philippines. So this was a big deal for him. It was a big deal for all of us, but it was a particularly, this was a world changer for him. And so we had to be really clever and really careful um, with how we did what we did and and the way we communicated it to him. So we decided that we were going to get him really involved with everything. So he was helping putting things in the suitcases. And then when it came down to giving things away, we were saying, okay, Isaac, well, we can't keep this. Um, We can't take this with us. Who would you, would you like to give it to some other children? Would you like to bless some other children? And he would always say yes. And we prayed actually a lot about this because we knew that there have to be a grace and a peace on him for for this whole transition to to be, you know, okay and manageable. And so we prayed and we, we prayed for Isaac. We prayed with Isaac about him having a peace and a grace to deal with all of this. And throughout this transition and throughout this process, he was an absolute gem. He was brilliant at giving his toys away. He was, he was every time someone came to the door, he was like, here, take this. <laughs> and he was giving things away out the door. Um, and that was great. And we understood what he was doing and why he was doing it. And he understood why he was doing it as well. Um, and there was this wonderful heart that he had in the whole process. And so eventually on October the 15th, we then decided, well, no, we didn't decide. That was the day that we were flying. And so that was the day that all the bags got put in the car and we went off to the airport. Going through the airport and, and getting on the plane, During the midst of COVID is a very strange experience because you're wearing a face mask, you have a face shield, depending on what country you're in, will have their own regulations. Depending on what airline you fly with, they will have their own regulations as well. And so for us, we had to uh, get on the plane wearing a face mask and a face shield. And that was what we were supposed to be wearing for the next 14 hours. So we got in the car, 
drove to the airport wearing a face mask, get in the airport wearing a face mask and a face shield, get on the plane wearing a face mask and a face shield, then fly to the UK 14 hours straight flight. We didn't want to be messing around with transitions and you know all that kind of stuff. So uh, transit flights and all that stuff, transferring flights. That's what I'm thinking of. Transferring when you know when you transfer from you know you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, so we go straight to the UK. We get off. We get in the airplane. Uh, we get off the airplane. Straight away, we're like, can we get rid of these face shields? And they're like, yes, you can. I'm like, hallelujah. <laughs> so we throw these face shields away and uh, we get into the airport. We have to keep our face masks on. That's not a problem. So then we're going through the airport and as soon as we get outside, we take them off. And we're like, oh, hallelujah. Thank you so much. This is awesome. So in the bus, down the motorway, and we put up outside our little Airbnb and we have we unloaded everything into the Airbnb. So now we're in this little apartment and we've been here for almost two weeks. So we have not left the apartment. So we've been under house arrest now for almost two weeks. And uh, it's been lovely. It's been nice. It's been quiet. Um, and uh, it's been really great to kind of catch back up on sleep and time zones and and as a family we've been able to rest and and all that kind of stuff it would have been nicer if we could go outside but you know oh well uh we can't so we will do eventually but at the moment we can't so we're just enjoying being in the house being together and uh just enjoying this uh time as a family before we enter back into this next season that god's got for us because we know that obviously leaving the mission field, leaving the ministry that we had would obviously have big consequences. It would have big decisions, big uh, things attached to that choice that we had made. And one of those big decisions would be that I would obviously have to get back to full-time work, full-time secular employment. So that's what we've decided is going to happen. So we're now we're back in the UK. I've applied for a job. So now I'm getting ready to get back to work again, hoping and praying that this job opens up for me and uh, but that in itself is like a really weird experience because you've been used to missionary life life um, being you know kind of evolving around the ministry evolving around what God's called you to do and now you're going back into secular employment where your life is going to now evolve around somebody else's agenda and what somebody else wants so it's kind of this whole weird transition of coming away from the mission field to go back into full-time employment uh, where you're not working for your well you're not working for yourself and you're not working for your own agenda but you're working for somebody else's and you're now working for somebody else again now I've done that since I was 14 so I know what that's like but going from one world to the other is a big transition and not only that we've spent almost 24 hours a day together for most of Isaac's life uh you know obviously since he was been on the mission field as a a year and a half old we've spent the majority of our time together and so that's a big deal in itself going to work every day because now I'm going to be spending a big portion of my day away from the family and that in itself is a is a little bit of a challenge so there's all these little things that are coming up that we know are going to be challenges you may think obviously I know that it's not a strange thing for anybody to go to work and leave their family that's a normal thing we know that we've done that but what I'm saying is that that's not been our life and now it will be and so there will be the transition period going across 
And so we know that there's going to be an emotional time, an emotional moment for Isaac in that period as well. So we're just praying through this stuff and we're just considering everything that as we go from season to season and as we go from, uh, you know, this style of life to that style of life, we know that there's a grace needed in all of those things for all of us. And that we just trust God that he will provide and he will continue to provide not only resource and finance, but also a place to live. Because that's the next thing on our to-do list is find somewhere to live after we've found a job and we've got money coming in. Find somewhere to live. Um, And then after that, it's a case of, all right, well, what's next, God? So there's a big transition coming up for us as a family. There's a big transition of us, you know, um, moving from place to place, season to season. And we're just so glad that God has been so faithful to us during this time. And uh, we're excited about what God's going to do next. But for all those who have been listening over this last year or so for these different podcasts and listening to what's been going on in the ministry and in life, you know what? We just want to say thank you. Thank you for praying for us. Thank you for being on the journey with us. And thank you for being interested in listening to this stuff because you're listening to somebody else's story. I mean, you know, we all have our own stories, but, it, you know, uh, we just appreciate you listening to ours. And so we are we're really grateful for that. So, guys, God bless you. I hope this journey has been uh, has been a blessing and an encouragement to you in your journey and in your story, because you've got your story. You've got your journey of faith. And um, it's going to look very, very different to us. And uh, but, you know, God's got a desire for you and God's got a plan for you and God's got a, um, a, a faith journey for you to walk on. And nobody else can walk that journey other than you. And so we just really hope that our story and our journey has blessed you and encouraged you to walk on your journey with God. And as you do, we have no doubt that you're going to be blessed. We have no doubt that God is going to enrich your life the way he has with ours. There will be challenges. There will be trials. There will be times that you want to quit and you want to give up. But the promise that comes after the struggle or the promise that gets you through the struggle that brings you into the fulfillment of it is worth every trial that you go through. Guys, God bless you. Um, We love you guys and we really appreciate you taking the time to listen to this. But for now, God bless you. Enjoy and uh, and, uh, we'll keep you posted as to what God does next. See you soon. Bye-bye.